You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. It's Paul Lang from Discipline Trading Strategies, back with some more on what matters in trading and investing. My last podcast, I talked about all those fundamentals. Part of what I like to do in this podcast is prepare everybody to be able to make money in the market if you're looking to do that or if you're struggling right now with what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're a long-term investor or if you're looking to swing trade or make some extra money day trading. There are a lot of things that need to be learned. Now, the real basis of what needs to be learned has to do with understanding how to read a chart, but that's something that requires some intense education. What I'd like to do in these podcasts is to prepare everybody for what you need to know, what you need to learn, and what really doesn't matter. Last week, I discussed fundamentals. Hopefully, some of you got an eye-opening experience and maybe realized a lot of the things you've been thinking maybe really are true, and what you hear on TV all the time is not necessarily true. I want to continue with another concept like that, and it has to do with news. The reason I pick some of these topics is because in my many years of doing this and working with many, many, many people, and trying to help people and a lot of new people who come to me who don't have a lot of training or have very poor training, I see some common topics that happen. And one of them is people always listening to the news. They think that because something is said on the news that it should affect the stock and make it go higher or lower. And while there's always a knee-jerk reaction, you know, I get that, there's no way to make money from the vast majority of all the news that you hear for a variety of reasons. Like I did last week, I don't want to just say this and I don't just want to offer my opinion. I want to prove it to you in a way that you simply cannot deny. On the notes page, there are a couple of slides. There's some fun slides. There's a couple of things I may refer to and just kind of an outline of some of the topics I want to discuss right now. One of the big issues is that the way the news is presented, it always makes you think that the news really matters and it does not. I want to explain that to you. Keep in mind that all the financial shows you listen to, all the news shows you listen to, they are all businesses and they have to make money to survive like any other business. How do you make money as a broadcast network, TV show, financial show, whatever you are? Well, you make money by having a lot of subscribers because that's when you get to charge more for advertising. How do you get a lot of subscribers? Well, you make them all think that what you're telling them is important and gonna make them money and then you try and prove it. If you listen to what I have to say and then listen to the news the next time, you will start to see what I mean. Now, as a human being, there's nothing wrong with listening to the news. I listen to the news. I wanna hear what's going on in the world. But the important thing is that you cannot take that news and then try and transfer it to making money in the market. It just doesn't work. The market is the biggest forward-looking anticipator of everything out there. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're considering, the market has already priced it in. There's only one exception, and that's what I call shock value news. It's extremely rare. COVID was shock value. 9-11 was shock value. If a big mushroom cloud appeared over Washington, D.C. tomorrow, that's shock value. Most everything else is not. It's all discussed. I don't care what the topic is, interest rates, anything else. If it's been in the market's view, in the market's gun sites, it's not something that's going to be able to be traded based on your view of that news. Let me go over a couple of examples. What happens every day in the newsroom is that, let's say at the end of the day, the market is down for the day, right? And let's say Sally is in charge of reporting on what the market did. 
and Bob is in charge of general news type things, right? So Sally looks and the market's down for the day. Dow's down 200 points, she'll say. And then she'll look to Bob and say, well, Bob, market's down today. What was the news that was out there that made a drop? And Bob will look at his list and say, yeah, well, here's a good news thing. Here's a bad news. Here's a good news thing. Here's kind of a bad news thing. Here's a good news thing. Oh, here's kind of a really bad news thing. Some Fed guy was talking and they, he said that maybe we're going to keep raising interest rates. Sally goes, oh, okay. So she goes on the airways and says, market fell today because investors feared more interest rate hikes. Everybody says, oh, okay. Interest rates, hikes, market drops. That makes sense. I got to keep an eye on those interest rates. So the next day, the market's up and Sally says to Bob, okay, market's up today. What's, what's the reason? And he looks at his list and there's a few good news things, a few bad news things. He says, oh, well, today we had good news on the recession front. It looks like we're not going to go into a recession. So Sally gets on the airways and says, well, market rally today as investors applauded that we're not likely going to be heading toward a recession. Everybody says, oh, great. Okay, that's the reason the market rallied. You can start to see what I'm saying right now because I'm always saying that Bob is picking from a list of news items, and that's exactly what it is. That's made clear on certain days when there was a day recently and there was a classic day not too long ago where what actually happened was, I won't go into the specifics. If you notice, this will happen frequently. There was a day when the market rallied, a pretty good rally. And when Sally turned to Bob, so to speak, Bob said, well, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. There was no good news. So what does Sally say? Sally actually said, and of course, I'm making up Sally and Bob. These are just your local news reporters, said, well, the news was so good two days ago that it carried through into today, completely ignoring the bad news today. You see, the good news, bad news doesn't really make the market drop. The market is going to do what it does based on supply and demand. And then the news shows come around and they pick whatever story they need to justify this. This happens all the time. Problem number one, it gets you thinking that the market is reacting to news and virtually all the time. It is not really. When the market is ready to drop based on supply or demand, any kind of news will make it drop. And it looks like that's why it's happening. But take that same exact news story and put it into a different price pattern when we're about to switch to buying instead of selling and the news will be ignored. There's another adage out there that's very true. In a bullish market, good news is great news and bad news is good news. In a very bearish market, bad news is terrible news and good news is bad news. That's the way it goes all the time. And part of the problem remains that these news shows are always emphasizing that if you understand this, you will be able to conquer the market. Every news show that I've ever seen always has somebody saying, hey, I'm here to help you. We're going to help you get through this market. And the only way that they can justify that is by saying that this news and the economy are things that you need to understand. A lot of times the news has to do with the economy. So how does that make you want to watch the show as an investor? Well, very simply, they always tell you, if you understand the economy, you will then understand how to make money in the market. Good economy, good market. But is that really true? Does the economy lead the market? It does not. It does not. And you don't have to be any kind of a research specialist to figure that out. Take the biggest declines we've had in the market, the crash in 1929, right? The crash in 1929 was caused by a bad economy, and that bad economy led to the market crash? I don't think so. It was called the Roaring Twenties. It was a fantastic economy. It was the, to quote a famous past Fed person, it was the irrational exuberance of the rally 
that simply imploded because we ran out of buyers. It's all supply and demand. It is actually the market crash that led to the depression. The market led the economy. Go to 2001, same thing. The market crash in 2001, the big tech crash from 5,000 to 1,600 in the NASDAQ, that happened because of the terrible economy in the 1990s? No, I don't think so. It was a great economy. It was a booming economy. Again, things got carried away, supply and demand, no more buyers, the market crashed. The crash hurt the economy for the next few years. Same thing over and over again. You cannot really find a time where a bad economy caused the market to crash because the market anticipates a bad economy. There are times, I believe, if you look historically in the 70s, we were sideways for a while during difficult times, but you just simply can't make money by saying, oh, follow the economy and the market will follow. It just doesn't happen. So next topic, if you're looking at those slide notes, I'm not necessarily following along. Those are just some highlights of the topics. You see there's three big bullet points on the first slide note there that has three things discussing why the news doesn't matter. I'll get to those in just a second. But let me go back to the news stories and what happens when they're just completely, completely wrong? What happens? Well, what happens is very simple. They just don't ever bring it up again. You may not remember, but I remember one morning I was listening to what they call the Italian crisis. This is a couple of years ago, but apparently the Italian money crashed and they said, this is going to spread throughout Europe and affect all the Euro. It's going to go to America. This is going to be a devastating, terrible thing. Market crash, financial crash, everything. What happened to the Italian crisis? You probably don't even know what it is because a day or two later, it was just over. Nobody cared anymore. What happens? Nobody ever brings it up. It's not like they come on the news and say, oh, well, you know, we mentioned this Italian thing and here's what really happened. We were kind of wrong. It just didn't. They never say that. Just all of a sudden they're on to a new story and nobody ever remembers things like this. How about the inverted yield curve? If you look up inverted yield curve, I just did, it'll say that every time the yield curve inverts, that there is a financial crisis, market crashes, et cetera. Well, that's because that's what somebody wants you to think. Certainly there's some issues when the yield curve inverts. And if you don't know what that even means, don't worry about it. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that there was a big news story that came out in March of 2019 because the yield curve inverted. And that again was the end of humanity as we were going to know it. Look at a chart, the market rallied for the next several months and rallied for the next year and a half. It didn't stop. What happens? Well, nobody talks about the inverted yield curve. It inverted again a little while ago. It happened to coincide with a market that had topped out for supply and demand reasons. Same thing with interest rates. And now, well, this is clearly the reason it's happening. Even interest rates. Do you know how many times we've raised interest rates throughout the last decade and it didn't matter, nobody cared? But now all of a sudden the market has topped out. The market was very predictably topped at the end of 21 and it was just going to drop anyhow. Interest rates certainly are a good reason to make it drop some more. But if you just simply shorted interest rates throughout your history, if you were short the market based on interest rate increases, you would have lost your butt throughout history until the beginning of last year. Again, not my opinion. Check the charts. Go look up Fed rate increases. As a matter of fact, the record for setting Fed rate increase, the record for setting Fed rate increases was actually in the mid and late 90s. What did the market do during that time? record rallies in the stock market. It coincided with Fed rate increases. You cannot take this simplistic view that says, oh, if we raise rates, the market's gonna drop. 
you hear that on TV all the time. Oh, please don't raise the rates. The, the market's going to drop. Before this year, it was always worthless because the market kept going higher and higher and higher. Remember also that everyone talking on TV has a self-serving interest, and it's not to help you. The news shows have to say whatever they think you want to hear to keep listening. And a lot of times that means that they are being very bullish in times when the experts on there maybe know it's not time to be bullish. Why? Everybody is long. Everybody has IRAs. Nobody wants to hear the markets dropping. If you have a news show, everybody's saying, uh oh, this is the top, look out below. Nobody's going to tune in and listen to you. So they don't say those things. They're not honest about what's going on. If a fund manager comes on and says, oh, the market's going to go much higher from here. What is he really saying? Well, what he's really saying is, believe it or not, this is true, that it's time for him to sell. He's got to start selling. And for him to sell a big fund, it could affect the market. So he wants the public to get in there and buy all they can so that he can start unloading his fund. Happens all the time. Good old Warren Buffett, you know what he said one time? He was on a news interview and he was asked what he's buying. And listen to his words very carefully. He said, I've been buying railroads. That was it. That was the comment. And he was buying railroads, kind of past tense. What does the American public do? What does the public do in general? Idiots go out and they all buy railroads to be like Buffett. Well, what did Buffett do? He sold into that rally because he'd been buying them for the last two years. Railroads are up, 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 up. I'd been buying railroads. That was a true statement. But of course, people just go do what Warren does. So let me review those three bullet points on one of the slide notes that you have there. The news is worthless. Why? Reason number one. Now, keep in mind, when I say the news is worthless, I mentioned this earlier. Of course, there's some kind of knee-jerk reaction. If, even if some fun guy comes on and, or some analyst comes on and upgrades or downgrades a stock, there may be a knee-jerk reaction. We all know that. That's fine. But the question is, how do you make money? There's a knee-jerk reaction. And then the question is, okay, I've seen that knee-jerk reaction. If it happens during non-market hours, the stock will gap up or down. And the question is, where is it going from here? Reading the news, understanding the news will never help you. Number one reason, it says on the slide, reason number one, the news is worthless. We have no idea what dot, dot, dot. And the answer to that is we have no idea what is good news or bad news many times. Now, sometimes you do. Sometimes it's clearly good or bad news. But there are many examples, and you have to agree, that even if you heard the news, even if you knew the news before the world did, if you were in some restaurant sitting next to the CFO, CEO, and you overheard a conversation, sometimes you may not know what is good or bad news. A couple of classic examples, and you can, you can find these every day, but a couple of my classic examples, there was a time a little while back, but I just love this story, where mad cow disease came to North America. And they marched all of the analysts on saying that they're going to dump McDonald's, all fast food, all slow food, eat brinker, all of those are all going to go because this is really, really serious. Mad cow disease, this is terrible. Well, the stocks had gapped down that day. You can't do anything about that. But from that gap down, they rallied and they continued to rally. A week later, somebody comes on one of these shows and says, well, here's what actually happened. Mad cow disease lowered the price of beef on the scare and McDonald's and other companies, their number one food cost is beef. Therefore, their profits went up. And if you didn't know that, you're some kind of idiot. Well, how would you know mad cow disease is actually good news for restaurants? You wouldn't have, and every financial person told us they weren't. 
Another famous one, Boeing Airlines. The title of the article was actually, this is the best news in Boeing's history. After Boeing opened that day, it dropped for four months. What had happened was they won a government contract. Sounds like good news. But when you get into it, you realize that they bid so low to get the contract, they may actually lose money. And on a prior government contract, Boeing did lose money. Put all that together and all of a sudden it's not great news. So sometimes you just don't know what's good news or bad news. Number two, off the slide, we have no idea how, and the rest of that is we have no idea how much of that news is already built into the price pattern. In other words, let's say you have a company that's been doing 10 cents a share earnings profit, right? And all of a sudden this quarter, they're going to do 50 cents. Wow, that is good news, especially if I'm not going to tell you there's anything else. There is no hidden news. There's no page 32. Something different was said. The total news report was, here's the company's earnings report. And all they said was, we made 50 cents instead of 10. Wow, that's great news. You ever seen that happen? And the stock opens and it drops for three months. How can that possibly be? How can you get the best earnings quarter that you've had times five, and yet your stock price drops? Well, it's very simple. It's called being built into the price. There is a saying out there you probably hear when you come to trading investing. It's called buy the rumor, sell the news. It's one of the very few true cliches that you hear. But what happens is the CEO talks to some news guy or some analyst and says, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. Things are looking good. The analyst takes it off the sell list and puts it on the buy list and then later upgrades it to a super buy and a mega buy. And pretty soon, everybody has bought this stock. Now, think about this for a minute. Theoretically, there are a finite number of people in the world. There are a finite number of people who would ever own stock XYZ. If everyone who is ever going to own stock XYZ owns it because of the anticipation of this news, the question is, could it possibly go, go up? Could it possibly go up anymore? And the answer is no, it cannot go up anymore because there's nobody to buy it. So the good news comes out. Everybody looks around and says, all right, are we going higher? And there's no buyers. People start to sell, snowball effect. Everybody wants to take their profits or protect their profits. The stock drops like a rock. Great news, but yet the stock drops. So how do you say, I'm going to look at the news and read it and understand it and make money? You can't. The stock market is the greatest anticipator of price. It has digested everything out there. Going back even to talk about when we had the 9-11 event, there was an event after that in London where a lot of people died in the subway in London based on a terrorist attack. I have no doubt that if that would have happened before 9-11, it would have really hurt markets across the world. But there was no real reaction to this that day. Why? Because the market has built in some factor of terrorism. It's going to happen. We're going to see that. Let's move on. So it's already kind of known and expected. So how can you judge any of these events? How can you judge any news? when you really don't even know if it's good or bad news and you don't know how much is built into the price, no matter how good or bad the news actually is. The market, every stock is very forward-looking in its price. The price is always anticipating what's going to be in the future, not what happened yesterday. I had a coaching session with somebody one time. It was not somebody I knew. It was not a student of mine. It was just somebody that wanted some help. I agreed to talk to him. And when we were working together, one of the first things he said to me was just kind of right out of the gate was, hey, I want to buy this stock. And the stock was Marvel, not Marvel, the tech company, but Marvel, the comic book movie company, which I think now was bought by somebody or merged or whatever. 
But the reason he wanted to, and this is a long time ago, was he said, I just read a review and the Spider-Man movie coming out is going to be incredible. And I want to get in on Marvel. I can't tell you what a stupid comment that is. And I explained to him, I didn't use those words to him, but I explained to him, look, Marvel's already been up in price like crazy over the last year. Here's how it goes. I don't know how it goes exactly, but I can tell you how it goes. Somewhere back in time, there was a script for a movie called Spider-Man. They put the script together. They get a panel together. They decide, yes, this is a good movie. They start casting for it. At that point in time, there are investors there. And as soon as they have some focus group say, yeah, this is a good movie. Let's go with it. Boom. They're on top of Marvel. 18 months ago, they start making the movie. They hire the guys. Boom. We like the movie more on top of it, more on top of it. By the time the movie is going to be released, it is fully anticipated what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be a little better than everyone anticipated. Maybe it goes up a little bit more. Maybe it's not going to meet expectations. Maybe it just meets expectations, but the stock will drop. So the ignorance of reading something like that and saying, oh, gee, movie coming out, let's invest in this. You are so far behind the times. You are just ridiculously behind. It doesn't mean it can't go up more. All it means is you have no clue and you learn nothing from reading the news. I hope I'm explaining this in a way that it starts to open your eyes to some of these concepts. To me, these are absolute facts because I've known this, realized it, and have seen it time and time and time again for years. It's hard sometimes if you don't really understand what's going on because the way everything's presented, they always make it look like this news event has changed things. Reason number three from that slide, we do not have the choice of dot, dot, dot. Here's the, the favorite one to me. We don't have the choice of going back in time before the news event. In other words, if news comes out overnight, the stock typically gaps up or down. So let's say they come out with some good earnings or they have good news or they just bought a company or they have a new product. Boom, the stock closed at 26, it opens at 28. Okay, so now you read the news and what do you do? Well, the question that is amazingly ignorant to me for so many people is it's not, will the stock go from 26 to 28? It's at 28. In other words, it opened at 28 because of this news, whatever it is. The whole world has read it. The whole world has understood what it to be. And they have decided through the open auction process in the stock market that this news is worth $2, it's now trading at 28. So the question is no longer, what is the news worth? The question is, where are you going from here? How dare you? How do you have the right to stop in and say, well, all right, this news, the stock's up two bucks. I think the news is worth more than that. How can you say that? It's impossible. Even if the news happens during the day, typically there's a knee-jerk reaction. The stock goes up a dollar or so, and then you're looking at it saying, okay, where do we go from here? Well, reading the news is not going to help you. On one of those slides, there's a little smiley guy looking at two different quotes. And one of them says, the market fell today as economists fear a recession is coming, which will slow production. And the next quote says, the market rallied today as economists fear a recession is coming, which will stop the interest rate hikes. You ever heard that before? If you listen to the news, you will find that the same exact story, one day the market reacts bullishly according to the news pundits, the next day it reacts bearishly. How can that be? Even right now, right now I'm talking, it's August of 2023. Right now, do we want the economy to slow up and go into a recession or not? Depending upon what day you listen and who you listen to, the answer may be yes and maybe no. If we fear interest rates and that's all that matters to the market, we want the economy to slow up. But wait a minute, we want a bad economy? Well, it'll, it'll help interest rates, right? But no, we don't want a bad economy. We want a good economy. 
the people on the news can't even tell you what they want. If you listen, you will find that the same news story one day, the market goes up simply because the market went up and that news story is bullish. The next time the market needed to go down, it goes down. The same news story is now bearish. Happens frequently. Listen for it. For some of you, my discussions in these podcasts may be what you call boring because it's not flashy. It's not a great, simple way to make money, but you're going to find out the truth of it is there is no great, simple way to make money. You make money by understanding how to read a chart. It's all technical analysis for 99.99% of all of us. The first step to understanding how to read a chart is to how to let go of everything else. It's not necessarily that fundamentals or news are irrelevant. It's that they're built into the price already to a degree that you do not know. And you only will know by understanding how to read a chart. Charts give us the edge and it's what you have to focus on to learn to understand how to make money long-term or short-term. It simply doesn't matter. One of those little blurbs on the slide is what I'm going to close with. Focus on what prices are doing, not what someone says they should be doing. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look forward to future podcasts from me. On the notes by my podcast, you'll see some future topics coming up in no particular order. This is Paul for DTS, Discipline Trading Strategies. Have a great day, everybody. Good trading. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.